Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? Or in the case of today, we're interviewing who? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known. And my guest today is actor Teo Yu, or Yu Teo, depending on where in the world you're located. He's here to talk about his new film, Past Lives, which if you haven't had a chance yet to listen to the other interviews, you wouldn't know this. But if this is your third time hearing this, thank you for bearing with. You know by now that this is one of my favorite films of the year. I absolutely adore it. It's about two childhood friends who reconnect when they're adults. And Teo Yu plays Haesung, who is one of said friends. We do flirt with spoiler territory in this discussion, so go see the film and then come back to this episode after you've seen it. And again, I cannot recommend this film enough. And now without further ado, here's what do you admire interviewing most about Oh, wow. I think um, his capability of, of, of letting go and finding closure thereby his emotional restraint, which I guess shows it's, it's, it's a very mature thing to do. You know, it's not an easy thing, but um, it's not only one, a quality that I love about Hesong, but about the, all three characters, because here it is, you know, where you can be sensible, sensitive and vulnerable adults talking about love without anything dramatic. And we are not leaning on tropes. We don't have like, like crazy kisses or or a sex scene or nobody is like emotionally like going out and overly dramatic. It's all about restraint. And yet we have, you know, this beautiful layered film with all these underlying emotions that touch you deeply. And um, yeah, so I think it's, yeah, it's a, just a beautiful thing. And that's what I love about Hesong. So it's an excellent segue into emotionally, what was the most challenging scene for you? I would say the final scene and the final words, you know, because those those that those sentences bucked me during the entire production. And I was still not satisfied after I've gotten my four or five takes and I asked Celine, can I can I try more? But she said she already got it and I wasn't sure. But um yeah, but then you got to just trust your director. You just got to trust. So yeah, that was like a really hard, hard scene for me. Were there changes from when, you know, obviously you get, you see the script, you get cast in it, and then a character probably evolves as you work with Celine. What was the biggest change that you felt uh, occurred between the, the first version you saw and the one we see on screen? Hmm, interesting. I think I was surprised about how how visceral everything felt because ultimately what Celine wanted is a very subtle performance and I'm a very like free actor and I show like you know like a lot of dramatic acting on both spectrums I can I can do the restraint but I can be also overly outgoing and having that vulnerability um and so there was much more restraint than I have expected. And that ha had an effect on me, you know, coming out of the character as well. It took me like a month to shake it off. So that was surprising, but it totally worked for the character and for the theme of the film. Yeah, I, I do love because it's so strange. And then you see those moments of joy and like he breaks out of his shell for a second and it's just like, yeah. oh, it's so much more valuable that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. So I am curious, what is the longest running connection that you've maintained, you know, through your life? Is it a friend from childhood? Is it uh, like a teacher? Like who's, who is the person in your life that you've stayed the most in touch with for the longest amount of time? Oh, I'd say a high school friend, a high school friend of mine, where 
you know, we are like the complete opposites in personality, but, um, you know, growing up together, you, you form, you form kind of a bond that's undeniable when you were close, when, when you were children. So sharing the same interests, but going into totally different fields in our lives. Um, I'm working creatively. He's a technician. So he works in bio, biotechnology and, um, yeah, being a physicist like that, that's totally different. But, you know, when you come together, all of that goes out the window and you're, you're like boys again. And, you know, you talk about silly stuff and you, you eat bad food and you have like a good night with a good film, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> I am curious, you have such an interesting, like geographic and, you know, professional background. What is the most challenging cultural hurdle you've ever had to overcome? I think it's always feeling accepted for the identity that you feel because being born and raised in Germany and having lived in New York for close to seven years and now being back in Korea, ultimately German was my first language. English was my second and my mother tongue is, was actually my third language that I had to really adapt to be fluent to act and work in Korea well into my late 20s or beginning 30s. So it's it's like this like i think uh through language we gain consciousness and that has a certain type of emotion attached to it for example in the english language i think vulnerability is one of the most beautiful words that exist and if you translate that word into german it would literally translate into broken ability zerbrechlichkeit and in korean it doesn't exist either but if it if you would translate the closest translation to vulnerability, it would say, say peeling or stripping away an outer layer to bring a lower layer forth. But um, that doesn't touch upon the consciousness, the conscious understanding of the word and thereby the emotion of vulnerability. So what I love is those type of things when you have like maybe like a color scheme of three different colors that cross over and the middle colors, you know, they they kind of they kind of cross over and and make a different color, which becomes your identity. But what I loved is the fading color on the outer rim of the spectrum, which which talk about vulnerability, which talk about loneliness and feeling like an outsider, melancholy, those kind of things that I, that I love. And then you have a a language like Korean, where I portray a Korean character, but use a then non-Korean emotion of vulnerability and match the two and thereby make it accessible to the East as well as to the West in terms of audience. So, so that is like a hurdle that I, yeah, that was like a concern of mine or something that I con contemplated throughout my entire acting career. So thanks for, for the, for the question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not just an acting thing, right? It's identity as a whole, which I yeah. think, you know, those of us of Asian and, and other descents yeah. like struggle with. So I, I'm actually really curious growing up in Germany, did you get to watch a lot of films? Like, were you watching German films? Were you watching Western films? Like what is the first time you felt yourself represented on screen? I would say, um, with the very first film that I watched as a child, it was a um, Japanese animation of a French novel by Hector Malot called um, Remy Without a Family. And it's about this boy, Remy, who was 
who who grew up uh, among thieves and she and it's like a like um like mid-century like 18th i think no like late late 19th century um story about um a boy in poverty being sold to a street performer by those thieves and he performs in the street and it and that street street performing is basically a virtuous uh, profession by giving people happiness in the streets by performing in front of them and um so that type of story that really really touched me and i think it informed me to wanting to become an actor later in life um yeah but um other than that, to go more deeply into cultural uh, disparity, I would say, um, yeah, Before Sunrise was one of the films that I deeply dealt with. And then I turned 15 when they showed um, Chongqing Express for the first time on German television. I, I was listening to it with, with German... Um, with German dubbing, but still there was like something where I felt like, oh, interesting. Now my sense of feeling like an outsider and loneliness is not, is not unique. You know, it exists in the, in the, it existed in, in the cinematic language. And therefore I didn't feel as much alone anymore like before. So, yeah. That is an interesting way to grow up. I, I can't imagine. I mean, I can't imagine, but I can't imagine. I have a, a hopefully lighter New York based question. Cause I also used to live there. Sure. What is your favorite memory there that took place at a place that no longer is part of your past that do like doesn't exist there anymore? Oh, okay. That was um, April 16th, 2006 at the corner of Avenue C and 7th Street. Um, it was the day I, I met my now wife. Aww. at that corner i was I, like that was a very specific date so i was very impressed please go on <laughs> i um i i was working as a manager of of a of a german beer restaurant that doesn't exist anymore i what that was at the corner called zoom schneider and um i was taking a break outside and she passed by in the street and that's where we first met that is beautiful <laughs> and also sad because it's an always evolving city yeah okay growing up who was your favorite fictional character? Oh, wow. That's a cool question. Growing up, my... Oh, wow. Now, uh... oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. I, this one stumps people a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I would say, I would say the one that I watched continuously the most at that age was Forrest Gump. Ooh. Yeah, I loved Forrest Gump because... Um, having kind of an impediment no matter what that impediment is what the boundaries of a, a person might be you know if you have like a, like a pure outlook on life and a different interpretation of life you know and um your and willpower that can carry you a long way and i loved how that film represented all of that i that, that's my sister's favorite movie <laughs> what inspires you um, what inspires me? People, food, culture, martial arts, um, artists, contemporary artists, especially like my one of my favorite contemporary artists is Chris Burden. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Okay, my very last question, and it is slightly of a doozy. How do you define personal success now? And how has that changed from earlier in your life? Oh, it, ha it hasn't changed at all. Like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, the first time when I came to New York for a gap year, I just wanted to try acting a little bit and then work under the table and, you know, do like a year and have fun and go back to Germany to become a, a physician. But those first two weeks at Strasbourg, under my now, um, under my late teacher, Irma Sandri, uh, she she gave me a few exercises and I, I realized, okay, there's something going on here and I better, you know, redefine what I want to be. And I was imagining, imagining myself being just like a poor struggling actor in my 80s, having maybe like a part-time job, but then play dress up, go out at night in the streets and perform in front of couples or be just like a clown or a puppeteer, like in front of children on a Sunday afternoon. Would I be happy with that? Yeah, I can be happy with that. So it's basically being being able to affect people emotionally with my work through storytelling no matter what the what the backdrop of that is if it's like through the through the through the power of industrialization if it's film or or the digital age if it's like a, a online series or just a stage or more even more analog going back where we were in the back of a trailer that was you know pulled by a mule and going from village to village and just perform like in, in the village market. That's all the same thing. You know, I think we are ultimately all descendants of a jester. That's what I think about actors, you know? So I think that's my profession. Yeah. Basically, would you be happy being Remy is the, the root of that. <laughs> yeah, I it all goes back. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Congrats on the film. I love it. It's so beautiful. And I, thank yeah, you. thank you. It's such a pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate yeah, your, your answers. <laughs> so, so great. Thanks for Take having care. me. A huge thank you to Tao Yu for joining. Past Lives is out in theaters now. And that is it for this episode. If you liked it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.